Manimal here. It's Monday, the 22nd of May, and today on Texas Rangers with the Boys, episode 110. Join Kevin and I. We've got a couple of sweeps to talk about around the league. We've got some Rangers news and notes. We've also got those Rangers box scores from the weekend. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the Boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the Boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, and I want to thank you for making us your daily, your first listen every single day. You can catch me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also catch Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. And don't forget to go check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one, one word. word. There it is. There it is. I tried to set it up there. I tried to tee it up. And joining me, uh, a, a man, I guess I, I have to go with the, the old, with the, with the beard that never ends, uh, who is a human, just a, a human hair machine, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, brother? And how'd you like uh, that intro? Where did they find you? Spoken. Yourself? Spoken like a man that's lived with me before. <laughs> Spoken like a true person that's lived with me. I'm a human hair machine. Uh, me and my dog, BB, we have competitions to see who could be the uh, leave the most hair around. Um, that's not true at all, but I do leave hair everywhere. Beard hair, arm hair. You know, I mean, okay, hey, hey, yeah, hey. yeah, let's not get too... Uh, too far into what what kind of hair i'm leaving where but uh um man i'm doing good we got a we got a sweep to talk about i'm perfectly okay with being wrong on my predictions this weekend because mm. i uh you know you know how it is you, you get a guy that uh has never pitched in the big leagues before uh yeah could be could be not you know so uh mm-hmm. um but it, it could be this week for the rangers and uh we'll talk about that a little bit later there's lots of good stuff rangers wise to talk about but before we do that i gotta let everybody know that you can find me on twitter at manimal bull instagram manimal 300 and both uh, tiktok and facebook at bull pro and uh, whatever your favorite mode of social media is you can find me there and we'll uh we'll talk texas rangers baseball awesome yeah, and before we get into too much <coughs> Rangers baseball, excuse me. Really not no, you're good. Not a whole lot uh, of news around the league. Plus, typically on on Mondays, we're not heavy. Uh, we we don't do a lot of around the league. It's heavy heavy Rangers baseball. But one quick note: um, Orioles sweep the Blue Jays uh, again. You know that those are, you know there's there's only going to be so many teams that make the playoffs this year, and those are two teams that are definitely in the hunt. Um, and the Houston Astros uh, take seven straight, and yeah. thank goodness the Rangers stayed on stayed on a on a roll, right? Yeah, no. The uh, um, luckily, fortunately, the Rangers didn't drop too many games to the uh, Astros in that uh, in that in this seven game uh, stretch that the Astros are on. But uh, we knew, everybody knew, we all talked about it. We've all talked about it the whole time that at some point the Astros were going to play better than they had been playing. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it started about seven games ago, but uh, they, they are playing a lot better. Now, 
They're also, you know, this weekend they beat up on the A's, just like the Rangers beat up on the Rockies. So, you know, you've got to beat those bad teams when you play them. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Astros have also won a series against the uh, Rays. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we knew they were a good team. Altuve returned on Saturday night. And Ooh. and uh, they were able to, you know, I mean, that's that's a big thing for them. And, and uh, you know, if they can get a couple of more of those arms back, they're going to be really scary. Yeah, you know, um, the Rangers, uh, so the Rangers still hold that two-game lead in the West. And you know something that the Rangers and myself, <laughs> you know what we both have in common? What's that? We're both on winning streaks. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, I don't know if that was – I don't know what your winning streak would be, but – Two. I'm on two. a two. I'm on a two, two prediction winning oh, streak oh. here. I'm back on. I'm back on. <laughs> I had five and then I, I fell off for one, but now I'm back on a two game. Two All right. Gamer, so, uh, so, well, apparently, so, yeah, I'm watch the, out. I'm the Blue Jays of the show, huh? <laughs> well, uh, you know what's funny? Uh, I, I got to get something. You're the expert. I guess I'm just the good the guy that makes good guesses. But one because they here, are nothing more than guesses. That's a educated guesses. Um, well, one thing I, I want to point out that we don't have to labor on is that I just really thought this might have been the worst uniform uh, weekend of the year, colors-wise, not theme-wise. I love the military. Well, you, you said that the military weekend was the worst weekend That's of color. N- that is What's not that? what you I said. I you don't want to do any not, more military weekend shows? That is not what I said. Like in Major League Baseball? That uh, is not no, what uh, I said. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it. You know, honestly, I listened to Friday night game on the radio yesterday or I mean, Saturday, I uh, wrestled in Lubbock. So I wasn't able to catch the whole game. I did catch the uh, what was it like the eight runs second or whatever that they drew. Mm -hmm. I don't know. However many runs they scored. I saw that and then. I felt pretty comfortable about walking into the uh, venue and talking to other wrestlers. Um, but uh, other than that, like I, I, today, or I mean, I'm sorry, today, uh, Sunday was the only day where I really got to watch them. And, and of course, powder blue and green is not going to look that good. So I don't really have too much of an opinion on this. I uh, didn't get to really see what the, what the, uh, what the uniforms looked like on Friday with the city connect and the green. So I don't have yeah. an opinion on that, but I will say this, uh, all, all the military that listens to us, just because Kevin isn't on board with the military, the old manimal, he's a military guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing could be more further from the truth than that. Uh, but yeah, Friday night, you've got the military green with the regular Texas Rangers logo mixed with the city connect jerseys that have no color scheme nor are they even wearing the same logo you have saturday where they wear the 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 normal home uniforms with a army green hat and then you go out in your powder blues uh with an army green hat i say let's just go ahead if this is a merch grab that you know a lot of times this is part merch grab if it's a merch grab, make the jerseys too, so that that way you can sell the jerseys and that. I think the big thing there is you got to be able to get Nike and New Era on board with each other, and that may be Ooh. the big issue. You know, I mean, oh. well, New they Era had to get on the same page to do the city. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just giving you reasons why it might not be the case. 
Well, anyways, this is not necessarily a uniform uh, Well, show, I mean, if I you hated like those uniforms, I think next week they're going to probably do it again on Memorial Day. You'll probably see the green hat again next week on Memorial Day weekend. So well, I got off my soapbox and I'm off of it now, but... Uh, t- we have a good little, we have a little feel good story, uh, and I feel like I'm going to turn this one over to you about Tyler Zambro. Oh yeah, no, Tyler Zambro, uh, he's a guy that uh, you know he had been really good in the um, Tampa Bay Rays um, organization for a lot of years, and a couple of years ago, I think it was right after COVID, I think 2021, he got hit by a 104 mile an hour line drive back back up the middle and uh, it required brain surgery and that he had been uh, he'd been gone for, for a while came back and he had a seizure on the mound right. and um, you know he just never really got to got it back together and now here we are a, a year post all of that, um, he's ready to give it a shot again. Uh, the Rangers are going to give him a chance. He was a guy, I mean, he was he threw upper 90s, had good stuff. So, you know, I mean, he's worth taking a chance on, and I wouldn't be shocked if he goes straight to Round Rock to help that bullpen that uh, if you listen to Down on the Farm with the boys, you know they are definitely in need of some bullpen hands right now. Ooh. Yeah, definitely, definitely in the need, definitely need the bullpen help. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get a spelling on his name. Tyler Z-A-M-B-R-O-Zambro, like, or Z-O-M-B-R-O-Zambro. Zambro, Zambro. Oh, yes. uh, there we go. I got him. I got him. Yeah, so anybody with the last three letters, bro, in his name is a friend of this show. Uh, oh, Obviously, yeah. because... I mean, Matt Broski, uh, come on. So, uh, you know, we're obviously pulling for him, feel good story, but at the same time, I mean, he's a bro. So we, we, we gotta, he's gotta be kind of an, uh, become one of our kind of our honorary, uh, players, uh, for the show, uh, great feel good story, but also super, we're, we're big fans of strong names and, and hopefully... anybody with bro is his last name is going to be, that's a strong name. And hopefully at some point next week when we we get to sit down and do some down on the farm with the boys, we'll have something to talk about with him as well. And uh, sure. update where he's at through a week or so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and just checking out some of his statistics and some of the numbers he's done is pretty, pretty good stuff there. Um, let's move on from one big story to another one. Um, so DeGrom, uh, Jonathan DeGrom, uh, had no, a good no, 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 no. You're Jacob DeGrom. My bad. My bad. I was thinking Jonathan or maybe Ornelas. I'm not so uh, Anyway, uh, DeGrom, Jacob, Jake DeGrom, uh, he's starting to – I can finally mess with his name again. It was a bit because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for a I while know, there, it's just too serious to make – to have fun about it. But uh, he's he looks like he's he's on the comeback show. He looks like he'll be back, what, well, so, by you the know, end of this road trip? I'm, I'm thinking probably – for either the Mariners or Cardinals series coming up there at the beginning of June. Um, but he, he threw a, I, I want to say a 25 pitch um, session on the 19th. What would that have been Friday? Yep. So he threw a light, yep. light session on the 16th. He threw again on the 19th and he was starting to, 
uh, ramp it up a little bit. And he felt like, he, and his, in his words, he had turned a corner. And so we're hoping that uh, um, something on probably Monday or Tuesday, he's throwing up and down, going using some of the breaking stuff. And, you know, we'll see him, we'll see him ramp that thing up, probably throw maybe 50 to 75 pitches and, uh, you know, mix in some of the uh, breaking stuff. So um, that's kind of what they're hoping for. Still no timetable, but uh, I feel as he probably gets closer um, to 100 pitches in a bullpen that he'll be right back out there and ready to go. And I'm in maybe go on a rehab, maybe throw one rehab. Uh, um, but you know what? You know what? I have no idea. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, venture off to say, uh, but hopefully he'll be back right there somewhere at the very beginning of June. Yeah. Yeah. Pure speculation, but that's part of our job here. Uh, one, one other speaking of kind of into the road trip type uh, injury returns, uh, looks like uh, Travis Jankowski might, be back at the end of the road trip. A lot of a lot of drama uh, that could follow that. Uh, him coming back. Yeah, um, Jankowski could be back as early as uh, um, the what was it? Where are they after Pittsburgh this week? Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. He could be back Ooh. as early as the Baltimore series. But uh, one of the things right now is going to be, you know. Will he, you know, will he make a rehab that week or, or that series of the bull or the Baltimore series and be ready for the next uh, series after that? Um, or is he going to uh, um, come straight back? But I, I think he'll probably have a, a rehab assignment. And I would say it'll probably be, you know, the end of the week, um, maybe Baltimore. Um, but there's a better chance that it'll be what you got Detroit after that. Yeah. Detroit comes um, Detroit. We got Detroit Monday through. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it's that Memorial day, uh, Memorial day, he's back and ready. Um, But I also wouldn't be shocked if he was ready before that. Like I wouldn't be shocked if he went out and then uh, today is what the 22nd. So I wouldn't be shocked Mm -hmm. if he went out tomorrow, Wednesday, something like that on a rehab. Because, you know, nothing's going to happen today one way or the other on a rehab assignment because the uh, minor league guys are off. So they'll probably make a decision on whether they're going to have him stay back and, and, and go with Frisco or Round Rock on, on the 23rd to where they're going to be at uh, or, or send him out that way later in the week. Awesome, awesome. And again, there's going to be some roster moves that will have to be made when he comes up off of that um, – comes off of that yeah. uh, injury stint. And, I'm and guessing. Just kind of segue it. Sorry, sorry, I'm going to oh, interrupt okay. you just because it both of these these two stories kind of go together. Also, Mitch Garver probably starts a rehab assignment tomorrow. tomorrow so, yeah. two big roster moves that are going to come of that. Now, I'll let, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because I think well, they're the one thing play. I don't know is the normally you would think Garver coming back off of the DL that Garver would. Uh, uh, Sandy Leone would be sent back down for him, but Sandy Leone has to clear waivers. Sandy Leone has to be DFA'd and taken off of the 40 man roster. So I don't know. 
I don't know if that's going to be the case that he's just automatically that guy, especially with Garver coming off of a knee injury. So I really don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Um, it may, it may end up being Leon stays up, but then again, I mean, even if Leon doesn't clear waivers, you do have Sam Huff in the minor leagues and a guy that you want to see more of and you want to see play more. So, you know, I, I don't know that Leon is the guy. I think Bubba Thompson probably is, is one of those options and probably an option whenever Jankowski gets back. Um, because I think it's not going to hurt him anything to play every day. And, and I don't know who else it would be, you know, maybe Josh <laughs> Smith, um, you know, the, they might venture into the thought of, of cutting Brad Miller. And it may just be two of the older guys, Miller and Leon that are the, the, the that are the casualties of this thing. But I really doubt that's the case. I think they like having those older guys in the locker room and in the clubhouse. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, I mean, not a hundred percent sure, but uh, um, if I had to bet, if I had to bet, I would probably bet on Leon and Thompson, but uh, you know, I'm not much of a betting man. Uh, well, that's not 100% true, but Let's move on to one quick little note before we go into this box score. Um, you, you didn't actually see this, but I saw it. And uh, Brad Miller comes up for his only bat of the month so far. So I'm half joking. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> I saw him get a hit the <laughs> other day. <laughs> but he comes up for an at bat. He has just this fully straight, like, face, you know, no emotion whatsoever. And he makes, makes some comment. You know, Eli- Elias Diaz, like, puts his – puts his catcher's mask down and he's making, they're talking. He says something to him. And Brad Miller says something else. And Elias Diaz like pulls his helmet off, not mad really, but just pulls his helmet. And he goes, he's like, he's kind of, he says like, what, you know, or wow, or some kind of yeah. big reaction. And he says, you gotta be kidding me or something to Brad Miller laughing and, you know, kind of thing. And Brad Miller just like, no Dead straight face. face, no reaction, says something else to him. And then just turns his head and gets ready to take a bat at that. And I'm just sitting in my mind. I, I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking it's Brad Miller trash talking him without any reaction and, uh, and Diaz's, Diaz's. I mean, it like, could be. Oh man, burn! You know, it could be. Uh, it also could be that Brad Miller is just like one of those guys that doesn't need to react to his own jokes. Exactly. Right. I that's don't know what, what that's like was, because, was, like, mine are always funny, and I can't help it to laugh at my own <laughs> jokes. But who knows? But that's the kind of stuff we love about baseball, uh, just the the fun interactions that they they have, well, and and we we know that that you, kind of you know in the wrestling business we would call oh. those guys a ribber. Yes, definitely somebody ribbing. You know that yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping it is because for sure you know how I mean we spend a lot of time uh, in other men's armpits. Um, and <laughs> those are those are sometimes where where a lot of a lot of uh, unnecessary uh, inappropriate things get said uh but for for the for the love of the game so so i'm hoping that's what it was but uh i digress are you ready to talk about this uh these beautiful box scores well no before we get into the box scores what i was going to do was i was going to segue right there you know with that uh-huh. as in wrestling we call that a rib Ooh. but then you went right back into like the show and i yeah, was like, that's all oh man Man, Here's my chance. like I, I, I blew it. 
Mm. I blew it, mm. but it's I okay. want to tell everybody. Mm, tell them that just four days from today. Four days. Four days. We're down to four days, and from what I hear, less than ten tickets. So <laughs> told you. We told we everybody told all all month long, all for two months now, at least eight yep. weeks. We've been telling everybody. You better get these tickets because they're going to sell out. You better get these tickets. So I hope that everybody has gotten those tickets because yeah. it's going to sell out. And I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Now, yeah. why does is it going to sell out? Because mm. we've got seven big, giant wrestling matches that are going to change the course of wrestling as we know it, because mm. the Trinity River Heritage title is going to be defended for the very first time. If you were at Trouble on the Trinity 2 at Martin House Brewing in March, you know that Brett McKenzie basically stole the heavyweight championship out from underneath both Damo and Brick Savage. Yes. What you don't know is... Well, I guess you probably do know if you've been listening to the show, is that this Friday night, Brett McKenzie's going to have to defend that title against Damo. And that's going to change the shape of the, the company because Damo's going to win the belt. He's going to roll right into the next show with the title in, in July because I've heard there's a July date on the back end. We'll talk there about is. that more once we get past this day. But... That's going to change the course of wrestling as we know it because Damo McCullough will be the champion. My prediction coming out of Friday, and if you listen to the show, you know I'm not very good at predictions. <laughs> but this is one thing that I think you can take to the bank. So May 26th, which is this Friday, this Friday, four days away, you can come on out. Southside Preservation Hall, Fort Worth, Texas. Get there early because, you know, you want to get a seat. You want to get some of that Kelly's Onions burger out back because yeah. that's going to be fire. That that stuff right there, uh, that food truck, out of control. The burgers, mm. the onions, they just mash them all together, put them on the grill, cook them up till they're done, put them on a, you know, Put them on a bun and throw some fries in there. And you know what? It might be better than the wrestling sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes. It's quite if you possible. were at another show, if you were at another show that wasn't Matt War Pro, you'd walk away going, This was the best part of the show. <laughs> Starry but... Ice Cream's gonna be there with the with the ice cream gimmicks. Those things are fantastic. You got to get some ice cream gimmick from Starry Ice Cream. And Martin House Brewing, they're going to be in the back. They're going to be giving away free beer all night long. So join us this Friday, May 26th, Southside Preservation Hall. Doors open at 6, bell time is 7, and get you a little bit of every bit of that, including all that great wrestling. So we'll see you on Friday night. Yes, I sure will, and hopefully – this uh, this this bug that I've had for two weeks, two, almost two and a half weeks now. Hopefully this thing clears up, and hopefully I can give you guys a little something something uh, for that Star Spangled Banner. If not, you have to wait till you have to wait till July. Um, so let's talk about the Rangers versus the Rockies City Connect 
Friday night. Rangers did what they had did what they had to do all weekend. Yeah, they uh, they basically did. They you know um, Kaufman, the uh, young guy Carl Kaufman that pitched on Friday. He uh, he gave him fits for the first sure. three innings. I mean, he threw like nineteen pitches, I think. And now I'm joking. He didn't throw nineteen. I mean, but like nineteen different pitches. I don't think he threw right. that many. But he was. He threw quite a few different kinds of pitches and was able to keep them off balance for a couple of innings. But you know what the Rangers always do? They right. just they just wear you down and they wear on you. And and they got to Kaufman in the fourth a little bit, um, and then they really got to him in the fifth. Yeah. Now in the fourth. Yeah, they- you know, he just made a mistake to Dallas Garcia with a runner on base. Yeah, and he can't blame him for that, right? I mean, it, he, uh, he's only, not the only, only one. People doing it all year long. Yeah, he's not the only one, and and he's definitely not the only one on a Friday night at home that's made a mistake hey, to Ollie, uh, Dallas Garcia. Real quick on Dallas, like he's starting to hit these opposite field like line drive home runs. I've seen like three, I want to say, over the last couple of weeks. Where a guy thinks he's gonna sneak a sneak a fastball or a pitch on the outside corner of the plate against a weight on him, and man, he just—I mean, he just—it's like a line drive, well, man. He just blasted over to, to well, right what field, I've, man. What I've been seeing with Garcia, and I don't know if you've been seeing this as well, and it really was the case yesterday in in yesterday's ball game is his patience. Mm-hmm. He's not up there, and 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 we've talked about this where he may even fall behind in the count 0-2 if he's swinging at a couple of strikes early. If you're going to throw him strikes, he's going to swing at him. But yep. if you're going to get later in the count, in, in an 0-2 count, and you're not going to throw him a strike, he's not going to chase. He hasn't yep. been chasing. And I'm not saying he's not always going to chase because he still has a little chase in him. But you're seeing these counts where he's dragging these counts to 3-2, and then he's getting himself in a position to get a fastball over the outer part of the plate because you don't want to throw it inside. You know what he's going to do inside. So now they're trying to sneak those fastballs, like you were saying, trying to sneak them past him on the outer part of the plate. But he covers that. He covers so much of the plate with with his stick that when he's going oppo and he's got so much power that I I think he's just driving balls out of the ballpark right now that may not not even be strikes, but they're not balls that in a 3-2 count he's willing to let you get away with. Right, right. We another ranger that used to do that really, really good. You could, you, you could never feel safe throwing anything in, uh, in, at him. That would be Vlad Guerrero. Uh, a mm-hmm. little bit of that going on here with the Dallas Garcia, where he's just got power everywhere, and you just he's he's always dangerous. Yeah, Gar- Garcia reminds me of more like of uh, not so much uh, Vlad Guerrero because he's not swinging at everything, um, sure. but. I feel like he kind of has a lot of that, like Juan Gonzalez in him, where mm-hmm. when there when a he locks in more when there's runners in scoring position, and and b he's got that unbelievable power to all fields, and like you just can't you can't sneak fastballs by him, uh, and that's who he kind of reminds me a little bit more of than than maybe uh, Vladdy Senior. Well, and remember the comparison to. Ruben Sierra uh, a few shows ago is similar, similar numbers in Ruben Sierra, another guy that had no problem uh, making you pay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're for, right. Yeah. For a pitch that may not have been right down the, you know, might not have been right down the middle, but he could make you pay too in the same kind of way. So a lot of similarities to some old Rangers and you love, you just love that, man. 
Yeah, uh, Josh like, Young's starting to heat up too at home, right? He's yeah, getting Josh. A little bit at home cooking. Josh Young, um, he, you know, got home a little bit better this week at home than he was on the road. He's still got some swing and miss. He's still striking out. It seems like most every game he has at least one strikeout. Uh, um, and you know, it's funny, like in the in the realm of things that, like over the course of the last five or six seasons. We didn't hear a whole lot about strikeouts, right? You didn't hear a whole lot about guys that struck out a whole lot. And uh, this year, it seems like that's the one thing that's uh, keeping Josh Young from really being considered a uh, um, uh, rookie of the year candidate in the American League is that he strikes out a lot. And that's so crazy to me that, like, in a league that we weren't worried about strikeouts, now all of a sudden strikeouts are important again. Yeah, it matters all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden it matters again. But we were we were pushing guys like Joey Gallo for MVP and uh, or for yeah. the All Star game with two hundred strikeouts and you know. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to gauge. But uh, you know, Sim Seeger got in on it a little bit on uh, um, on Friday night. Um, got himself back in and got a got a hit in an RBI, and I think he doubled up the alley. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it looked like he kind of has picked up where he left off, uh, from, I mean, cause you know, he heard himself legging out a double that was, he was going to turn into a triple. So, you know, I mean, like you might as well come back hitting the same way that you left and, and the Rangers have just been getting it kind of from everywhere. I mean, you know, yeah, Duran, Duran, Duran was, again was, was hot. Can I make and, a real quick note about Seager? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, sorry go for it. Up. But real quick while you're on it, it's, it's subject related. But um, there was a there was a ball he hit in his first game back. Because I remember he had seen him in the City Connect. And it was a ball he probably, if he'd have legged it out, he'd have made it a close play at first. But he didn't. And I was like, that that's maturity. That's something that maybe a Josh Hamilton, maybe not could have couldn't have pulled back but he just didn't knowing out. That he just took his time he's like look it's one at bat it's one out like this yeah is, this is not I, the I'm world series be able, i'm gonna be able to come up next at bat or a bat later yep. in the game with a situation where i'll be able to help the club and yep. yeah no i i agree with that and uh you know like i said i was listening on the radio and they didn't really make mention that like it could have been a play that even he could have legged out or anything like that, you know? So, yeah, it was a, um, there was a close ball that he hit to the, I want to say to the left side of the infield. And I, I saw him come out of the box kind of hot, you know, like he was getting ready to mm-hmm. leg it and he just literally pulled up. Like he just pulled up and you could tell he just like, nope, nope, nope. And, and it's not me, worth it. Yeah, I agree. That I, Dude, that is, that is a team player. Like that's exactly what you want to see. And I thought that was a great move. Uh, great look from Martin Perez. Kind of looks like he kind of got back on on track from what he was looking to do. Uh, bullpen was was uh, had a had a clean night. Uh, you know, so and and another good, good guy, deal. another guy that keeps doing something kind of every time he's been in the lineup. And you know, I'm not saying that he's changing ball games or anything like that, but like Robbie Grossman. Uh, every time he's, it seems like he has a hit every game, maybe scores a run every game, drives yeah, in a run, run every yeah. game. And he had a big RBI because, you know, I'm just going to say it like, you don't, you don't know what you're getting from your bullpen every night. Yep. So 
whenever you have a chance to pour more runs on and make sure that after Young doubles in a couple of runs, he scores two, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And and you saw it it yesterday, you saw it on Saturday, and then you saw it with Grossman on Friday night. And uh, as you said, I thought Martin Perez, um, he had a little hiccup in, uh, in, what, the sixth inning? And mm-hmm. instead of just letting that be the end of his day, Boach sends him back out for the seventh, and he had a really strong seventh to to get that to get that mindset out of giving up runs. Don't leave him, don't leave him on runs whenever he'd only thrown, you know, eighty five pitches or seventy eight pitches or something like that. Like let him go back out and get one more inning and get that confidence back where it needed to be. And one other thing, um, I saw on. Friday was it Friday or because I feel like he pitched like all three days or whatever. But Barlow, <laughs> yeah. Barlow hit ninety five the other that night. Was on yeah. That was on Bar- Friday. Yeah, Barlow was, uh, but he was back at like ninety two, ninety three on Sunday. So you, you don't know what to think of him yet, but he hadn't given up any runs yet. So um, so far, so good with Joe Barlow coming out of the bullpen. And uh, Leclerc was pretty good Friday. He had some hiccups on Sunday. But, um, you know, you got to throw him out there and keep him going and keep him pitching. And, uh, yeah. you know, you want to see Leclerc. Yeah, you want to you want to see him continue to uh, uh, get his S together. Let's jump real quick because uh, we're 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 going long, a little long. But let's yeah. jump right into uh, Saturday's game. Uh, Rangers poured on um, right away. Uh, eight runs kind of out of the gate. A uh, little trouble from the bullpen in this game, but that's thought, why you score eleven runs. I guess, right? Real quick, since I mean, since we're kind of up against it or whatever, and we only got a little bit of time, I thought the first thing was bases loaded, nobody out in the first inning. John Gray yeah. works completely around it, doesn't give any runs up. The Rangers come right out, give him eight runs, give him four runs in that bottom half of the first inning. And then mm-hmm. give him another and another four runs in the bottom half of the second inning, and uh, you know that that completely took Colorado out of this game. And I know they scored some runs late, um, but you know, to me, I felt like this was just early and often, and and the Rangers kept, uh, you know, they poured it, they poured more and more on throughout the game because it would have been a close game late in the game had they not continued to score runs and. So I thought that was I thought that was huge. I thought that uh, that very first, right from the very beginning, um, being able to to get that uh, get that get out of that bases loaded jam, and you know they were just it was all Rangers from there. And then right. uh, Dur- Duran and, and Seager both homered later in the game to keep pouring some runs on. And yeah. I mean. Duran, he took an over on Sunday, but the rest of that series, I mean, he was on fire. Like he dude, was he was like, lightning, dude. He was he had uh, lightning in the bat, dude. Everything he hit, he was blazing. He was hear it. He was uh, he was five for six in those first two games, and I mean, he was just on fire. And uh, you know, he took a walk on Sunday, so you know, almost with Duran, I'll kind of take that walk. Over over a hit, you know, because I mean he's been struggling with that so much, and uh, you know, but in, but anyways, that was just John Gray was pretty good. It wasn't exactly his best start of the year, and Cole Raggins was good yeah. out of the pen for a couple of innings, um, yep. but Hernandez is you know he's in a bad place right now, 
and uh, you know he's doing it to himself a lot too. Um, but yeah. I did think that he uh, once he loaded the bases, he did a good job of getting a couple of outs before John King came in and let every one of those runs score. But but you know yeah. I mean you know you did that to to get the one. It is what it is. Uh, John King wasn't very good at all, but. Um, the Rangers want to keep, you know, running these guys out here and finding out what they've got with them. And, you know, you know, John King and going to strike a bunch of guys out, but you don't want so much hard contact like he was giving up yesterday no. or I mean on Saturday. And then, yes. And uh, let's see. What One else quick thing, too. I, I'll, yeah. I'll segue us into the next game. Just a couple of quick notes. One of the reasons another of those games like you talked about with Robbie Grossman Another thing, yeah, he's a contributor, and he did the exact same thing that you talked about he did on Friday. But he's also got these young guys kind of chomping at his heels, and he knows that the minute he slips up, that that, posi- that spot in the lineup, uh, everybody on the bench wants it. And I think that's a great thing for this team. Uh, and don't forget Marcus Simeon, who was great all weekend. Um, but let's jump right into that. Um, I'll, I'll do our subscription thing at the end. That way we can – knock it all out. And yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do this real quick. Cause I mean, there ain't a lot to talk about on Sunday. I mean, we can talk about, uh, how good, um, um, uh, uh, uh Heaney, Andrew Heaney yeah. was Andrew Heaney yeah. was really, really good. He gave up an unearned run that Nate Lowe threw a ball into the outfield, trying to do more than he needed to with a ground ball. And that happens. You're up. 11 to one or what, or 11 to nothing when it happens, you know, I mean, you could try something. Nate Lowe can try some things, you know, (laughs) so, uh, and I want to say that he's earned that with the defense that he has played this year, that he earned an opportunity to try some stuff in an 11, nothing ball game or whatever, but Heaney was really good. Um, again, Barlow was good again. Um, and and Leclerc had a little bit of a hiccup, but overall, like, man, uh, he, the, some the guys story, hit some balls hard. I'm I'm being the, soft. I gotta say, it, man, the story for me in this game was Seager and Simeon, dude. It just this is what makes my my heart happy to see our five hundred million dollars doing stuff like that. That that was the part that really just made me excited that all I our think big a lot guys of, showed up. A lot of it last year was, I mean, they were not engaged with that pitching staff. I mean, they they mm-hmm. they tried, they put to, they they put runs together last year, but yeah, Seager and Simeon. I saw this was today was the first or yesterday was the first day that those two guys had had three RBIs apiece mm-hmm. uh, as Rangers. So you know what, Seager's only hitting like four hundred. He has a yeah. he has a. He gets he puts together a three for five tonight against uh, against Pittsburgh and he's hitting four hundred. So you know I mean just tearing the cover off the ball right now. He's got home runs in back to back games and you know the Rangers couldn't be hitting Pittsburgh at any finer time. Yeah. Now they're they're running into a Pittsburgh team that starts tonight that's struggling and uh, real quick before you give them the down on the farm news, I'll let everybody know. That first yep. of all, it's a five thirty-five Central Standard Time game. So our buddies over there in Oregon, they get like a three thirty game tomorrow. 
uh, or tonight and tomorrow. Um, but we've got Dane Dunning on the hill for the uh, Rangers. He's got a 1.69 ERA, and uh, he'll be um, he'll be um, opposed by LL Ortiz, hmm. which is Lewis L Ortiz, and he is 0 and 2 with a 5.63. ERA and eight innings so far this season. So the Rangers are catching the young guy. Um, we'll just kind of see what happens, but uh, I'll send it over to you and you can close this thing out tonight because I don't have anything else. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Bull. We appreciate everybody tuning in. If you like the show and you want more Rangers contact content, don't forget to subscribe to our Down on the Farm with the Boys. It's exclusive content where we cover all things in the Rangers farm system. We go over news, box scores, transactions, call-ups, send-downs, rumors, and highlights. It's just $1.99 a month. You can make our podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. So go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All oh, one word. word. There it is. And subscribe today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Texas Rangers on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Actually, you don't have to subscribe. Just give us a follow. Don't forget to check out our website, which I just mentioned. And don't forget to listen to us on all your and any of your favorite podcasting platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, all of the above. Check us out there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow uh, to give you a Texas Rangers box score and uh, give you all the news around the league. This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out. <laughs>